0: Fix Insider August 18. AdTech: The YouTube controversy rumbles on, Google are issuing credits to affected advertisers but for small amounts as ongoing relationship building but the ANA, ISBA and the WFA have all raised the issue with Google, who continue to protest their innocence. There is a certain irony in that many of those complaining about YouTube do spend on made-for-advertising sites, Digiday looks at their pros and cons. And a new report from Analytics, the firm who first found the YouTube problem have a new report saying YouTube ads may have led to online tracking of children. In another controversy a report suggests advertisers are wasting over $6 billion because their agencies don't properly understand bid shading. This is an arcane practice designed to help agencies to counteract the publisher-favored tilt of first-price auctions. But bad actors are exploiting ignorance. Some players within the industry, it seems, have been wielding bid shading algorithms as tools to surreptitiously extract larger cuts from media spend. By obscuring pricing structures and leveraging proprietary technology, these vendors have contrived to introduce hidden fees, surreptitiously draining advertisers' budgets. It's another reason why snark brands stay very close to their agencies and ensure everyone understands just how money is spent. We do see a pickup in activity in the ad tech sector as it adjusts from the deterministic past to a probabilistic future. Luma note the shift from verification to curation, optimization and Digiday go deeper. I think everyone sees that a rear-view mirror is less useful than a route finder. Brian Morrissey points out how tough the media business is, but newcomers keep showing up. Amazon is quietly building a publisher-focused ad product team to grow its $37 billion at business. AI As yet more people share their concerns over AI the UK is to host the first global summit on AI safety. It's being held in November at Bletchley Park, the tourist attraction celebrating our ingenuity with codes during World War II. I visited this week, and it's interesting, but hardly a beacon of high tech. It is almost equidistant between Cambridge and Oxford, though. Promoting his new book, Mustafa Suleiman, DeepMind founder, says the world isn't ready for the next decade of AI. CNN found a theoretical physicist who calls chatbots glorified tape recorders and argues AI fears are overblown. A member of the White House's National Artificial Intelligence Advisory Committee is more focused on the immediate impact of AI rather than the prevailing obsession with generative AI. Politicians should look past the AI hype and focus on what real-world risks may result when everything from people's social security benefits to housing allocations becomes automated via complex machine learning algorithms. Whilst the grown-ups try and resolve safety and regulation, people are getting on with finding uses cases and experimenting. The organizations that will benefit most from AI adoption. Amazon offers sellers AI tool to write product descriptions, information, Consulting giant McKinsey unveils its own generative AI tool for employees, Lily, Venture, Beat. Generative AI Applications, an investing framework. Spotify expands its AI-powered DJ feature globally, TechCrunch, a terrible idea. And agencies are looking for opportunities. A comprehensive look at the holding company's AI strategies and investments to date, Digiday. AI is a really big problem. IPG's huge global CEO Matt Baxter Drops Agency model selling people for consulting sectors products and templates, margins up, and no awards, less PR puff and posturing, MI3. Newtf. Been expected for a while but finally here, Trad TV accounts for less than half of US viewing time for the first time, Wall Street Journal. Is the growth or streaming a given though? The FT look at how streaming prices are going up and we know content budgets are being cut back. You have to be releasing enough content that in any given period, there's something really good, he said. You need a lot of hits, and to get them, you have to take a lot of trips to the plate, Price said. He said streaming services should focus on programming that appeals to the growing parts of their user bases. The one place subscription prices are not rising are the ad-supported packages. Another place Netflix is looking for revenue is games, with cloud-based gaming being tested to see whether games on TV is feasible. They added mobile games back in 2021 and the TV games will be controlled by users' phones. Eite see the future as personalized, immersive sports and streaming players are well-positioned to play here. Content like the Lionel Messi series coming to Apple show how sports content is morphing away from live action, and can evolve to be more personalized. There is a dissenting voice, claiming that most sports series don't live up to the hype and garner low audiences. Are the PE firms buying sports-focused production firms wrong? The NFL are increasing the prices of their packages as they extend coverage to include TVs and will now stream the content from their cable channels. They do this just as YouTube is adding a monthly payment option for their NFL content, suggesting sales of the annual package are disappointing. Sports can't be treated like the golden goose. Merchant. The grocer has an interview with Tony Hoggett, head of grocery at Amazon. Formerly the group chief strategy and innovation officer of Tesco, his hire was a statement of intent by Amazon. And whilst the interview doesn't give much away it's clear Amazon intend to win in grocery. Hoggett's remit has backing from the highest level. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy this year confirmed grocery was a really important and strategic area for the business. It was crystal clear, right there, that Amazon is serious about grocery, Hoggett says. He does mention the new tech where Amazon lets you pay with your palm, but that goes a lot further than grocery, as it has the potential to make Amazon a key player in payment. The internet giants have been trying to get more traction in payments for almost a decade, because the size of the prize is not just payments, says Harshita Rawat, a senior analyst for payments at Bernstein. Companies that become the identity provider for a person also get the opportunity to sell them other goods and services, and insinuate themselves deeper into their lives in myriad other ways, she adds. The grocer has an opinion piece on the importance of first-party data in retail and FMCG. First-party data is the new battleground for loyalty across retail. Brands are adopting this to understand customer buying habits so they can target them across all channels in a personalized way. Those retailers reliant on Google and Meta as key revenue streams need to be integrating and activating first-party data now, or they risk missing out on loyalty and media monetization. The fast last mile firms left are trying to put a positive spin on their business, delivery hero talk of positive adjusted EBITDA. Deliveroo do too and claim to be approaching cash flow break-even. And GoPuff are looking to boost their membership program. This sector needs fresh thinking or will be subsumed by the traditional supermarkets and, or Amazon. A related sector that many thought would struggle post COVID is meal kits. They are on a similar spectrum to both fast last mile grocery and takeaways like Uber Eats. But German based HelloFresh overcame a drop in meals shipped to deliver a profit of 192 million euros, apparently down to customer loyalty and a lower marketing spend. UK rival Gusto is market leader in the UK but seemingly has some issues between investors. Business of Fashion spotted the problem with DTC brands saving money on performance media, they need to find other ways of attracting customers and brand is expensive. As we see a new report on the digitization of the store 2023 one retailer gets how important staff are, Trader Joe's executives say employees will never be replaced by self-checkout and he insists those chatty cashiers are not trained to flirt. Why is Temu so cheap? a day shopping on the popular but ruthless Chinese app, Times. Plus plus. Retail media networks, everything ad buyers and sellers need to know about the $125 billion trend. I didn't know I was bisexual, did Netflix find out before me? 20 years after my TiVo thinks I'm gay. The, unsurprising economics of subscriptions. Ad agencies have been running an all-you-can-eat buffet for years. Seven VCs explain why the creator economy still has legs, tech. Crunch. Spotify tunes into data-driven creative. In the latest Firestarters podcast from Google, Agat A., Global Chief Strategy Officer of TBWA backslash worldwide, discusses the role creativity plays in creating net new value and enabling both disruptive and incremental growth. NYC bans TikTok on government devices, CNBC. Our latest good TikTok creative looks at an excellent campaign from Curry's celebrating their own staff with a good rap.